You're listening to Oh No Lit Class. Mostly dead authors, fresh takes. Ruining required reading, one book at a time. Welcome to another episode of Ono oh Lit Class March Mini Madness. Madness, madness. Here, you, you can you can do it too if you want. If you want to go in with the madness, madness. Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> All right, fine. I'm Megan, and with me today is a co-host of the super fun animal podcast, Life, Death, and Taxonomy. Megan. <laughs> Is that yes, correct? The, yep, you nailed it. It's it's Megan on Megan action. Nope. I regretted that as soon as I said it. <laughs> oh, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is RJ. <laughs> is that correct? Y- yeah, yeah. This It's definitely RJ, everyone. Uh, host, <laughs> uh, you, you don't know that he hosts another podcast that's about animals, but he does. And- he, he actually is in the room of every podcast. Yeah, he's it's true. He's pretty quiet through most of them, but he's on every podcast. It, every time that you listen to an episode of, I don't know, The Adventure Zone, Radio Lab, This American Life, just know he's there. He is Joe Rogan. <laughs> people don't. People have never seen RJ, <laughs> but he is. It's because he's Joe Rogan. That's why he's so weird about appearing on camera. He doesn't want people to know that he is, in fact, Joe Rogan. Right, exactly. Speaking of Joe Rogan, I'm Joe, not Rogan. No. That's my real name. Your last name does start with an R, though, so, I mean, you may as well be Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same. Not <laughs> as the same. I'm not as the same as Joe Rogan as RJ is. You don't have that big Joe Rogan energy. <laughs> I guess we should start. We should start the episode. But first, uh, why don't you tell our listeners what your what your deal is? What's your what's your steez, Joe? Not Rogan. In terms of uh, podcasting, I mean, if you want to go broader than that, you're more than welcome to. I mean, we only have about like you know a half hour, so. Well, this is going to take a long time because I am the Highlander. So I was born in the year uh, seven <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, I can skip to the beginning, skip to like what you're interested in, which is I do a animal themed podcast. We do one animal per week and we talk about something interesting about that animal. So that's pretty much it. And we got, we got quizzes. We got little like games and stuff on, on the podcast. And there's going to be a little, I'm, I brought a little taste of that for you. Yes. The the, the show, which I think I might've said, but you still could have thrown it there. Life, death and taxonomy, which is already... A great title. Thank it's you. full of uh, uh, fun little segments and games that I definitely don't hate. <laughs> <laughs> With, wait, there's there's multiple games now. That's true, uh, but Measure Up will always be my enemy. It it is like it is a divisive segment, but we did just have a an election for best segment of the show, and it's won. It's won the election, so the people have spoken. Well, if the people have, if the people have spoken, if there's, there's a cat far off there who's speaking, who I guess agrees, uh-huh. 
And so you've brought a, a little bit of a, a taste of that good life, death, and taxonomy style to today's episode, because we're going to be talking about... The Witcher. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about the, <laughs> the Witcher series, a series that I've read most of. And a series that I have read none of. So this is going to be very fun. My, my experience with The Witcher is limited to the Netflix series, which is nigh uh, incoherent and fans of the the games and the books, which I also did not, I knew there was a game. I did not realize there were books Mm -hmm. until fairly recently have said, oh yeah, no, it makes way more sense once you know those things. I don't know if you should watch the show if you don't know those things. And I was just like, well, it's too late because everyone in the show is very attractive. And you know what? That's good enough for me. (laughs) The, The incoherence of like the timelines in the show kind of work because like the books are similar because if you look up anything about the witcher books some of the most prevalent videos and articles are what order to read these books in because that's always a good sign (laughs) and because like it's all like they were published in english at different times and there's like five main story books but there's two anthology prequels but they're not prequels because you have to read them before you start the books so it's it's all a mess with the book so it makes sense that it's all a mess with the uh the show ah okay so at least they're consistent yeah uh but yeah there's eight books five in this what they call the saga the main story and there's two anthologies, which is like a collection of short stories, and then they just sh- he uh, the the author just shoehorned a a book at the end into the middle of the uh, of the series. <laughs> oh, you gotta love that! That one's a true <laughs> prequel. You can read that at the end. What I want to know, which before we you know get into it, it's neither here nor there, but I want to know just based off of reading or not reading, uh, based off of watching the show, is how. How does Jaskier, Jaskier, Jasker? Jaskier. That guy. How does he stay so young and pretty when he's just a normal guy? Moisturizer? He's a magic-ass moisturizer. Because Geralt and Yennefer, also, these names are, are deeply upsetting to me, which I'm sure is culturally offensive because these names probably make maybe perfect sense in their original translation or, or whichever. But it's, it's whichever. it just makes me... Witcher ever. It just makes me annoyed because it's like Yennefer. It's like it's close to Jennifer. It's right there, but no, it's fantasy Jennifer. It's Yennefer. And it's Geralt and not Gerald. Yep. I like Yennefer. I like that it's a I like the idea of just tweaking a normal name, you know? That's true. There there is something to be said for that as opposed to like my name is Pelorenthal with like five apostrophes welcome to my magical adventure yes i hate that in fantasy literature and this book also these this series also has a lot of that <laughs> there are like 6000 characters each one of them has a weird name so yeah it, it but at least like oh it's it's Geralt we know that you know right. I, I i often mistype my name Jory, you know, and that's not a bad name. I might name no. something that one day. I know a human being named Jory. Do you really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> J-O-R-Y? Yeah. Sick. It, uh, he was in my uh, undergrad. Sounds like some doctor or nurse somewhere 
made the same typo I always do. There you go. They were like, jury. And the parents were like, actually, yeah, no, that works. This is cool. <laughs> yeah, we were on the fence for like eight months. But you know what? We're down with this now. <laughs> we're down to jury. Yeah. So speaking of characters, uh, so we knew we wanted to talk about The Witcher mm-hmm. because it would be fun and kind of outside of what we would normally be able to talk about on a regular episode of Ona Lit Class. And then earlier today, you sprung on me that you wanted to, again, bring some of that gamification mm. in. Yes. So, yeah. So this this series, it's hard to say who is who is this for. I mean, it's for adults. It's got violence in it. Uh, <laughs> lots of it. Every In every medium, it's very violent. But there's also like deep philosophical inquiry, and then there's strong characters, both male and female. And then there's also just this goofy fantasy nonsense that's pervasive through this very otherwise adult story. So to showcase that a little bit, I have a quiz. And it's one that I am, as we've just uh, explained here, am in no way prepared for. I'm very glad because... (laughs) Here's the uh, if you listen to if you listen to Measure Up, which you hate, you can you know that I like quizzes that the the takers are very ill prepared for. The the nature of this quiz is this: I have characters that I've made up and characters that are actually in the stories, and I'm gonna give you each like there's gonna be three questions. Each one is a pair of characters, and you have to tell me which one is the real one. I am so excited, and I welcome all listeners, whether they're familiar with The Witcher or not. In fact, maybe it's better if you're not familiar with The Witcher to play along at home. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. I-, I will be interested to see if anyone gets this 100% correct, because I, after having read uh, all but two of the books, I had to dig deep to remember some of these characters, because there's a thousand of them, so... Here we go. Are you ready? I, I think I may be, but yeah. Witcher fans, sound off on social media. <laughs> Let's do it. Is the real character, A, a woman named Helena that was cursed by a jilted sorcerer, making her family shrink? She was forced to avoid drowning in a storm by taking shelter in a boot. She was also <laughs> swallowed by a snake in the end, but not before poisoning the sorcerer that cursed her. Or... B. Are you ready for B? I'm I'm still processing A, but sure. Okay, or B. A man named Nivellen who was cursed by a cult priestess after he was pressured into assaulting her by fellow gang members. He turned into a monstrous beast and later invites women uh, to live in his mansion in an attempt to lift the curse in the way the fairy tales he's heard before do. Hmm. Are you sensing anything familiar in either or both of these? Well, the the second one obviously has has some pretty intense beauty and the beast vibes yes. at the end there. And the first one, I, I don't know, it's like the the, bar the little old lady in the something? shoe. Oh, it's the lady. Okay, I was gonna say it's like the dark borrowers. <laughs> there's in the in the first two anthology books. There, there's like dark reimaginings of popular fairy tales. So you have different, ah. different fairy tales that are similar to things you're familiar with, but they're more brutal. And then they also the the characters in this in the stories play on the oh you silly people think that 
the traditional version of the fairy tale is true, but that's just nonsense. It's really this other horrifying fantasy nonsense that's true. People do like that. And this at least sounds like a little more fun than the ones you usually see online, which is like, it's Alice from Alice in Wonderland, but she's on drugs. She's actually lying on the ground and there's like a needle in her Oh, yeah. Duh, society. The the dark fan theories, yeah. (laughs) I hate those so well, much. Some of these fairy tales are dark in their roots. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Because the, the whole thing with uh, the Grimm brothers took a lot of existing fairy tales and were like, okay, but how do we how do we turn these into morality tales to terrify children? <laughs> and they actually made them significantly more brutal than the original versions. Interesting. But that's, that's another story for another day. So I gotta think that Like, the old woman who lives in a shoe seems like a weird thing to go after. Like, yeah, let's show you the gritty version. And a dude becoming a beast and, like, entrapping women seems like a pretty solid sort of bonkers fantasy trope. And then that would also give our our main man, Geralt, somebody to fight. So I'm gonna say the second one is the real one. You are correct. All right. Yeah. Starting off strong. He doesn't entrap women. He invites them and pays them handsomely. After a year, they're allowed to leave until one eventually stays. And he's trying to break the curse with true love or whatever uh but yeah okay so so it's it's kind of almost like that hedgehog man in the one episode of the witcher yes there's actual like lifting the curses of things with true love and stuff like that that's that's kind of nice you get your dark gritty violence you get to watch girl you know or read about girl like dismembering some some people and or things but then you get true love <laughs> yeah And then they die, (laughs) and their child has to live a terrible life. Yeah, because Geralt accidentally adopted (laughs) them. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so. All right. I feel feel good about that. I feel confident going forward. I feel slightly more frightened of you based on the fact that that you made that first one up, (laughs) that that came from from Joey. (laughs) I was just like, how terrible would the... How can can you go after the, the little old lady in the shoe? You made an R-rated borrowers is what I you wanna, did. I, if you, wa- listeners that read the Witcher series or played any of the book or played any of the games or watched the movie or show. What, you're just, you're Anyone who's all ever experienced the Witcher, <laughs> let me know if that was, that was totally a Witchery story. It could work. Are you ready for number two? Yes. Now I'm starting to feel a bit more confident. Let's see if my arrogance will be my undoing. Okay, is the real one A, a talking parrot named Field Marshal Windbag, or B, a one-eyed cat named Madam Governess Howler? You know what? Even if I lose, I still win because both of these are fantastic. (laughs) Hmm. The first one sounds like a character from Breath of the Wild from like the Rito Village or something. It was Field Field Marshal Windbag? Yeah. So the bird's got a military rank, mm-hmm. and the one-eyed cat is a political your, figure. Is, yeah, Madam Governess Howler. I'm going to go with the second one again. The answer is B. You said yes. Okay, that is incorrect. 
<laughs> the real character is Field Marshal Windbag. I need to hear his story right now. Uh, it's complicated. There's like he he's so <laughs> of course it is. He has like he's owned by two major characters, but he's got a foul mouth on him, but he only swears in a foreign language. That's so good. <laughs> Where I am in the like the second to last book, he's owned by a a dwarf who keeps apologizing for his foul mouth. His name is Field Marshal Windbag, and he curses in other languages. <laughs> yes. And is he is he like magic in any way, nope. or is he just well? He's dumb? not. He's he's, just... he's like a talking parrot in the way that real parrots can talk, not actually like a talking parrot. Right, just a regular cursing parrot. Yes. Oh my god. I've only known about Field Marshal Windbag for 30 seconds, and I would already do anything for him. <laughs> All right. The last one is a doozy. Are you ready? All right. I, I'm two for two, baby. Oh, wait. No, no I you, fucked that one up. Yeah, I'm one not. I'm one for two. I got so excited about the parrot, I forgot that I screwed it up. <laughs> well, how do you like my maid of name, Madam, Madam Governess Howler? Oh, Madam Governor's Howler is fantastic. Thank you. Um, I would keep that in your, your pocket for the next uh, D&D thing you do. That's a good idea. All right. Number three. Is it A, a higher vampire named Regis that doesn't need to drink blood, <laughs> except that not doing so is like totally lame. He finds that it helps him loosen up and score with vampire ladies. Until he develops an addiction, he decides to give it up after he is nearly killed by villagers who cut off his head after he crashes into a well while flying under the influence. No. Or B. Or B. A human lawyer named Jacob with several physical handicaps that put him in a motorized chair. He is described as having no legs, no neck, and a disproportionately long arms. Despite his physical (laughs) issues... He and his partner run a successful legal practice until he's burnt alive by thugs looking for information. I feel like I've been <laughs> entrapped. <laughs> this, this feels like entrapment. This feels like Catherine Zeta-Jones and Sean Connery's entrapment. <laughs> In what way is it entrapment? <laughs> that you, like, lured me into a false sense of security with these first two. <laughs> and and this this is just completely deranged. The, I'm trying to showcase the the breadth of the wilderness that is the Witcher series. I, I am in no way prepared. The TV show, we got witches who are turned into eels to power a magic school. Got a hedgehog man who falls in love with a, a princess. We got a guy whose name is Mouse Sack, which is... <laughs> Pretty, pretty funny. It's just, it's just funny. <laughs> At one point, Geralt tries to summon a genie because he really, really wants to take a nap. He didn't try to summon the genie, but he did really want to take a nap. He did really want a nap, like real. Well, he was trying to get the genie so he could take the nap, which out of it just out of oh, context is is just. <laughs> We got a guy who looks like a little old dude who throws himself off a cliff because actually he's dragon. I guess I'm just these. I don't know if these are really spoilers. They're they're just weird things. I don't feel like I'm spoiling plot lines. And, and there's no there's no like it's just this old man is also a large dragon and he will come to to Geralt in a time of need and will not really do much of anything. He'll just be like, magic sure is fucking weird, huh? <laughs> I think I think you're under some magical influence right now. Okay, time for some memories about your mom. 
I'm going to go away now. All of that and more awaits you in the Witcher series, Megan. And and really all of this has just been a stalling tactic on my part, uh-huh. too. <laughs> so we got a vampire, a higher vampire, what opposed to a lower so vampire. So in the Witcher series, there are Ekimora, which are vampiric monsters that, like, tear people apart and drink their blood. But then there's higher vampires that look like people. Ah, okay. Sophisticated or can, vampires. can look like people, yes. Higher vampires are your traditional Edward Cullens, you know? <laughs> Your Alucards, your Edward Cullens, your Lestats. <laughs> yeah. And and an Ekimora is more like a hideous monster. Gotcha. And his name is Regis, which I Rageous, love. Regis, but it looks... Oh, Regis. Yeah. Okay. Regis. It'd be so much better if his name was Regis. <laughs> <laughs> it's spelled with an E. It could be Regis. And he, he doesn't have to drink blood, but he does it anyway because it's fun. But then he gets his head cut off, but that doesn't kill him. And the reason he gets attacked is because he was drunk flying and he hit a well. Mm-hmm. Not even because he, he did anything to villagers. And, and I would you know I would say, no, this one is the lie. But then you bust out lawyer missing multiple limbs, including his neck. How does that work? <laughs> How is he missing his neck, Joseph? All right, here's... Uh, I'll sweeten but the his, pot. But his arms are very long <laughs> and... He's surprisingly mobile. I'll let you ask uh, one question <laughs> about both of these characters. Okay. Um, hmm. All right. Then I got to ask good questions here. I might not know the answer, but uh, you you can ask something else if I don't. Okay. Uh, what does a lawyer do in the Witcher verse? Well, there's a lot of society in the Witcher, so they they their practice is like legal counseling. They are they're keepers of info. They have like inf- There's lots of society. It's like a it's it, they're in the center like there's lots of big cities where there's legal documents and nonsense like that so it's not like you know sticks and stones medieval it's full society medieval okay cuz the, there's the, a banker sh- in the, the series show... called Vivaldi and he's a dwarf <laughs> oh i love it yeah the the tv show definitely gives off the impression of of sticks and stones medieval and so that's why that just hit me in, in the face so hard. That makes me think of like a, a Terry Pratchett Discworld kind of thing, which is extremely appealing. Even in the f- in the first episode of the series, there's like scenes that are supposed to take place indoors, in lodges, in this and that, but they take place in the woods because it's probably cheaper to film stuff in the woods. I would imagine. So yeah, it, I can see why it would give off that impression. <sighs> so we got a blood drunk vampire or a lawyer who gets burned down. All right. Um, Would you like to ask a question about Rages? Oh, yeah, I should ask a question about Rages. <laughs> I I guess, hmm, geez. So he gets his head cut off and he doesn't die? He doesn't. See, I forget how he survives. I think the... I think they botched the job, the um, the villagers. And they're just upset, not that he, like, he didn't, like, attack them or drink their blood. They're mad he hit their well. Well, I, I'm imagining he has a name for himself at this point, because he's addicted to drinking human blood. All right. I think the second one is real. Okay. B, final answer? B, final answer. It was a trick question. They're both real. <gasps> no! I should, you know what? I should know better. You were technically I, correct, though. It was the B is real. <laughs> so is his is his? It, how does he? Okay, how does he not have a neck? 
I don't know. He's like a physical deformity where his head and his shoulders are quite close together. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm a dipshit now because that really didn't sort of occur to me. He's not like uh, a it, he's not like a Rayman situation where his head is Yeah, I, I was just like, he's missing a neck because <laughs> I, I, I was just assaulted with so much information that I didn't just think of that in the way a normal person ought to. <laughs> but yeah, that... Those those two things are real. Yep. Shit, I gotta read The Witcher. You do. It's very good. <laughs> like I, we can talk about recommendations or not recommendations. Like it, it's like a really good fantasy series. If you like stuff like Game of Thrones, if you like stuff like uh, I was gonna say Lord of the Rings, but Lord of the Rings is a little more tame. Um, but if you like stuff like Game of Thrones, it's a good series. But there are a lot of heavy things in the series. Like assault and sexual assault. So if that's not your thing, then probably skip this. But if you're into stuff like gritty fantasy stuff, then this is a good series. I mean, in one breath, you're saying if you're into that gritty fantasy stuff, go for it. But you also just spent the last like 10 minutes telling me about a cursing parrot named Field Marshal Windbag (laughs) and a a drunk vampire who who drinks blood because it's fun and a, a a lawyer a lawyer with very long arms. <laughs> his arms aren't very long. Everything else is small. Ah, so his arms just look very long. And and then uh, the, see the beauty of the beast thing is just now it's it's tame by comparison. <laughs> At first I was like, oh wow, that's that's something. It's like nope, that seems totally normal. Uh, but yeah, no, I feel like the the TV show does give off that vibe of like yeah, you're you're gonna see some. Some fucked up stuff, but it's a good time. Toss a coin to your witcher, O Valley of Plenty, O Valley of Plenty, oh. Toss a up. I'm sorry, I didn't see you there. (laughs) It's me, Megan, and... I need to put this down because it's making noise that it intended to. It's just, uh, you know, getting in the mood for this this witcherific episode of March Mini Madness. And to remind you that every episode of March Mini Madness, 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 drops early on our Patreon by as many as several days before everybody else gets to it. This was going up on Saturday? So yeah, like, Think, think of how sooner you could get that sweet, sweet on a class content that you crave. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of extra bonus stuff on there as well. And speaking of Patreon, it's the time again to appreciate those who have tossed a coin to their podcast. Oh, podcast of wieners, a podcast of wieners. Oh, oh, I am bad at this instrument, extremely bad. Including our newest patrons, Jamie, with an exclamation point, Sylvester Gross Hamburger, Christina, and Bill. (laughs) Special shout out to Bill, who specifically went out of his way to tell us that he pledged so that we would be up to $420 a month. Ayy, nice. Yeah, no, thank you guys. That's, That's amazing. All of you are wonderful and lovely, and that will do it for this interlude. So, yes, Pravi, I know. We're, 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 get, we're getting to the content. All right, so what, what book 
would you read first if I if I were to say, all right, let's do this. Let's where's my Witcher primer? So you have to start with the two anthologies, which is the Sword of Destiny and oh, see the problem like the, the another problem with like just finding the order to read these in uh, is that they all have these like vague fantasy names that eventually make sense through the book, but the the last wish. It is, I think, the first one. See, I don't even know what to order to read them in. <laughs> okay, the first book is The Last Wish. And the- <laughs> yes, The Last Wish and The Sword of Destiny. God, that's Those so are the first confusing. two books. Okay. Uh, yeah, Sword of Destiny really is the most generic title you can give a work of fantasy. So the Sword of Destiny is not a real sword. It's a uh, it's a allegorical sword. It's a metaphor for it's friendship. It's like the arm of destiny, you know, like the something. It's like an extension of destiny. Gotcha. Which the the, the show is very concerned with. Every other fucking line is this yes. is destiny. Geralt, are you avoiding destiny? This child is destiny. Have you seen the supercut of the word destiny? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. The, the only thing I like more than that is the supercut of Geralt just going. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the hmms. Uh, that Destiny is a big, like, theme. And Geralt, Geralt doesn't believe in it at first. And the whole thing is, like, Destiny catching up with the Geralt. And that's a theme through the saga. But The Last Wish and The Sword of Destiny are... A series of short stories. The Last Wish is where the djinn comes from, that story. Okay, got right. So we, we yeah. don't know, in in the show at least, I don't know how, in the books, we, we still don't know what Geralt's last wish was. Pro- probably, I hope Yennefer can be happy someday. You do kind of know in the last episode. I was not paying enough attention by that point, I guess. It's sort of vague. Um, it's clearer in the books. Is, is it because... That she does all that magic and gets stabbed, but she's still doing pretty okay. Um, it, it, it's a big spoiler what the wish is. Oh, okay. Then now we don't want to we don't want to spoil people too badly. You know something that bugged me about the ep- damn. It's a spoiler. Should you just say spoiler alert? Yeah, I'm just gonna say spoiler alert because I don't. It's not a huge plot spoiler because it happens very quickly. It makes very little sense, and I'm going to assume it makes more sense if you're familiar with the the story. But this doesn't really impact the story as a whole. So when all of the the magic folks are convening about what to do about the army of the guys whose armor, look, I'm just gonna come out and say it looks like wrinkled dick skin. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah and there's like the one guy who's like very charismatic and he's like the one who's done war stuff before and he's super attractive i can't think of what his name is but he's he's like the one who who's gonna like lead the uh assault against the army and uh yennefer's teacher is like into him and basically it's just broadcasting like this guy is going to betray you uh, because he's just, he's too charismatic. He's too uh, gung-ho about about the cause. And then, yes, he does he does do the betrayal after he gets stabbed, but it's really confusing to me because he fights the bad guy and it's like a whole, it's like a serious sword fight. It's actually a really dope sword fight. This show has really dope sword fights. Yes. Look, if you're going to watch The Witcher for no other reason, apart from like, the, the, the principal cast is all very attractive, and uh, the sword fights are incredibly dope. I feel like that's reason enough already. But, yeah, so he has, like, a, a legitimate 
sword fight, which is like, okay, so he's not on the side of the bad guys because this is benefiting no one uh, in terms of like a subterfuge. But then it looks like he dies, but then he gets back up and he passes by another like magic guy who's like, oh, help me. And he's like, no, instead I'm going to stab you and not listen to anybody who's calling out for me because I'm evil, I guess. And that was very confusing because if you watch enough media, you know, like, when things are telegraphed, like, this man is going to betray everyone. But I don't understand why. It happens in, like, ten seconds. It's never clearly conveyed. He just wakes up and is like, I'm bad now. Are you ta- I am- I- are you talking about Vilgefort? Yeah! That's his name! Yeah, uh... All of the sorcerers in the- in the books are shady. Except for the ones that- are like the main characters, and even they are shady. Well, Yennefer's shady as hell. The only she's very shady, and she's like the only uh, the hero. The only one who doesn't seem shady is the Triss. Yes, Triss. Yeah, she's uh, she's a sweetheart. And everyone hated the actress, the the casting choice. Really? What? Like she... because in the in the games, Triss has red hair, like bright red hair, and in the in the books, it's called it's chestnut, which is brown so they were like no 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 tris has red hair and then everyone who read the books is like no it's chestnut so they didn't like her look she does look a little old for tris not only is tris like the youngest sorcerer but they're all all the sorcerers are magically young right and we do have a bunch of sorcerers who are like crusty old folks in the show well the the book actually explains that like when the sorcerers are choosing what age to like look like, women prefer younger because that is their advantage, you know, to be tricky with, you know, right? That the, you know, to I'll be, be attractive, to be underestimated. Be yes, exactly. And then the opposite is for men; they want to look like they're in their sixties and they have, you know, lived and are old and wise. You know, Old and wise. Okay, right. I get that. But yeah, okay, so all the sorcerers are shady, except Triss, who's a, a sweetheart. I gotta say, even if uh, she didn't look super young, the actress did a good job making her seem like the, the most sort of naive and like optimistic k- kumbaya-ish sorcerer. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But yeah, what, what, what? And she is like that. What, so what's Vilgefurgen, Vilgefurgen? you're just gonna have have to read the books i can't exactly remember his storyline there's a later there's this huge coup involving the sorcerers that the the, basically the whole thing is like the weird armored nilfgaard is getting more powerful and they're like about to like sweep the world and take over all these kingdoms and there's a lot of political strife and and then Vilgefortz is involved with this like coup uprising thing that involving the sorcerers. So ah, well, you just can't have to read the book. Okay, fine. Because yeah, in the, it, in the it's context fair, of the it's a show, fair criticism. Yeah, in the context yeah. of the show, it makes very little sense. And yeah, some costume designer should have looked at the Nilfgaard's armor and just been like, "Why? Why? Why has it got wrinkles? Why are there folds? That doesn't seem like how armor do." You need ridges so that, like, if a sword hits it, there's a little bit extra padding on those ridges. But surely there is a way to design that so it doesn't look like they're all walking around wearing, like, an ogre's foreskin. Uh, in in the Old Testament, um, there's David goes out and, like, conquers a bunch of Philistines and takes their foreskins back to the king <laughs> to, like, 
And we always joked, like, what did the king do with that? Did he make, like, a cape with it? You know, I think it was, like, there was a cape cloak situation. Oh, no. <laughs> some some king, tanned foreskins. King, king David in his coat of many foreskins. <laughs> but maybe, yeah, maybe that's inspiration for the... Have you seen all the memes? There's, like, a bunch of memes that are, like, weird textured, like, art that looks like that armor and they're like it looks like it's Nilfgaardian art or something like that oh no i have not but now i know what i'm gonna google as soon as we're done here <laughs> but yeah everyone hates that armor it's it's because it's bad like it's stupid it's, it, lo- it looks dumb it does because but it, it does like i guess they're just like this is a foreign nation they just want you to feel like this is different. I guess. These knights are different than these knights. <laughs> Our knights are different. Uh, it just especially <laughs> sticks out, because otherwise, I'd say the, the costume design in the show is, like, pretty on point. Like, it's it's pretty solid. Yeah. So it, it just stands out even more because of that. Would you like to hear a fun costume fact about the filming of the show? Absolutely. Henry Cavill's uh, leather armor kept having to be repaired because he wouldn't uh, take it off. Uh, he would wear it for everything because he wanted to have this weathered look, but it was especially worn near the rear because, you know, he's packing a lot of heat down there. So <laughs> He got that booty, though. <laughs> his his booty constantly made the costumers have to fix his costume. <laughs> it was too powerful for the, for the it costume. Was, it was, oh, buns of steel from the man of steel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, one thing I, I've learned from this series is that Henry Cavill can play anyone. And I'll, I'm down. Oh, yeah. No, I I will follow Henry Cavill now. He's got me. I'm in his clutches. Yeah, right? I'm down. He He's he's like Tom Hanks. Like, I'll watch anything he's in now. Yeah, I feel that way. I feel, and I also feel like we've sort of wound to a, a natural conclusion here with foreskins and our, our deep undying uh, pledge of allegiance to Henry Cavill and his ass that won't <laughs> quit. <laughs> Won't quit wrecking armor. That's so good. Witcher, your butt is too powerful. (laughs) That's actually part of the Witcher training. They they give them magical herbs that, you know. You got to strengthen them glutes. Yeah. (laughs) Toss a coin to your Witcher off that ass. That's it. That's what I'm going to call it. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. And and dispensing this, frankly, overwhelming Witcher knowledge. I'm sure there's lots of stuff I got wrong just because of the vastness of the Witcher lore. Uh, but That's fine. Look, if RJ and I were concerned with getting things right all the time, we <laughs> wouldn't have a podcast. <laughs> so once again, uh, plug your show, plug your socials. Okie doke, yeah. So you, it's Life, Death, and Taxonomy. You can find us at LD Taxonomy pretty much everywhere. LDTaxonomy.com, LD Taxonomy on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, that's where we're the most active. Alright. Awesome. Yes. Listen listen to the show. It is good. <laughs> Thank you. And thanks for having me. Oh uh, yeah, no, it was great. Alright. Um we'll see you uh next week for of the next episode of March Mini Madness. Madness, 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 madness. But until then, I'm Megan. And I'm I'm Joe. (laughs) You had to think. I had to consult my notes. Yes. It's important. It's important to have notes. Please call me Jory. Your fantasy Jory. And uh, we love you. Bye. Goodbye.
I feel bad we didn't say Sapkowski, the, the author. But I, when I came to it, I was not ready to say that word. So I said the author. <laughs> so, uh, God, son of a... All right, here, hang on. Give me one second, little son of a bitch. Someone's in trouble. You're such a brat. <gasps> Come on. Oh. No, no, not in here. No. No. Come here. Come here. Oh, you Come here. Badass. I know. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> that audio sounded like it was mixed by, like, a team of editors. It was perfect. <laughs> It's probably going to go in the outtakes. Good, good.